It's the Blue Vote Cafe, a little bit wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg, along with Rachel Oyster, the co-chairs for Democrats Abroad, Canada's capital region here in Ottawa. Uh, Rachel, a little bit different episode today. Uh, Yes, indeed. This is a return to a practice we invented in 2021, along with the nominations and elections committee from that year. We have invited the candidates for several offices in the upcoming elections for the executive committee to answer some questions. They're all going to get the same question and the listeners can hear the answers from the different candidates all in the same episode. Right. So there's three different episodes. We've got one episode for the secretary, another for treasurer, another for council. Be sure to listen to all three before you go and vote. And this particular episode is all about uh, people who are going to become secretary. Correct. And I will add to what you just said, there are also two videos that we hosted, one for chair and one for vice chair. So between us, we have covered all the offices that who are being elected by DPCA voting reps in the June elections in 2023. So this, yeah, this episode is for secretary. We invited all the candidates to answer questions that were provided to us by the NEC. And we received answers from Karen Frankenstein, Renee Clark and Susan McKenzie. Everybody got the same set of questions. And the very first question that was asked, what state do you vote out of? Where do you live now? And what took or keeps you there? And Karen Frankenstein has the first answer. Hi, I vote in Arizona. My parents have retired there and I moved my vote to Arizona because they really don't need any more Democrats on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Um, So that happened after Trump was elected and before Trump was elected. In 2006, I moved from New York to Germany and I moved for my job. I was offered a job at the Hanover State Theater and I met my husband while I was there. And now we live in Munich, which is wonderful, but they don't have really good bagels and there is no Chinese food Really, seriously, at all. The second person to answer will be Renee Clark. Hi, my name is Renee Clark. I vote out of Santa Barbara, California. I am currently living in Milan, Italy. I've always wanted to live in Italy. So when the opportunity arose for me, I took it. Now my life is here because I'm married to an Italian. And for the question of what state do you vote out of, where do you live now, and what took or keeps you there, the third one to answer is Susan McKenzie. Hi, my name is Susan McKenzie, and I'm in consideration for your vote as the treasurer for uh, Democrats Abroad. Um, I live or lived in Ohio for a number of years and moved to Australia about 23 years ago um, with my partner. Um, And what keeps me in Australia is um, the lovely lifestyle and uh, the people that I have met here. Um, I do miss home, but um, I feel that uh, Australia is my, my second home. That brings us to question number two. Would you like to make a brief statement about your pursuit of this office? This time, we will hear first from Renee. Now more than ever, I believe that it's important for everyone to get involved in the voting process. And I want to use whatever skills and resources that I have to encourage others to participate in this very crucial aspect of democracy. 
And here's Susan McKenzie's answer to question two. In terms of why I'm actually pursuing this office, um, I have been off and on involved um, with with Democrats abroad for for a while, mainly on a social level. But with everything that is going on in the U.S., I think it's even more important for us expats um, to get involved and uh, have a more active voice in what is going on in our country. I think it's certainly a very pivotal time um, in the history of the of the nation. And now, Karen Frankenstein. Since I started volunteering with DA, I have had the privilege and the pleasure of working with four different global secretaries. And I have learned tons from all of them. One of the things the secretary has to do that isn't talked about an awful lot is manage and organize a significant number of the platforms that we use. So things like Slack and Mobilize, and of course, keeping up with our internet business card, which is our website. And last but not least, the secretary should be helping DA leaders and volunteers to get things done in a way that maximizes their results and minimizes the time they have to put into it. I myself started out in DA just volunteering a couple hours a week on the IT team. And I have this problem. I really like learning to do new things. So anytime somebody gives me a new task, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm up for it. So I started to take on other support roles and it sort of ballooned and snowballed. And now I'm working with 11 global caucuses. I'm the global caucus coordinator. I work the global events. And uh, I also work with the state teams and the task forces and any other global team that's out there to facilitate their IT needs. So thanks to all of this accumulated experience, I really know how all of these DA platforms work from the technical side of things. And I'm really looking forward to helping DA set up policies to use these platforms to make life easier and less bureaucratic for our DA leaders, whether they be in CCs, whether they be in global teams, I can hit the ground running. And I believe that is one of the things that makes me really strongly qualified to be the secretary. I want to be the secretary because I want to make your life easier. The third question, what does Democrats abroad need to put in place now to prepare for 2024 and 2026? And what will you focus on if elected? First, I want to answer this one is Susan McKenzie. In terms of what uh, DA needs to put in place for 2024 and 2026, clearly the get out to vote message is absolutely of paramount importance. Um, we certainly saw in in 2020 how important every single vote um, uh, matters and even more so with the gerrymandering and some of the other changes that are being made in various states. Um, we, we have to get, get the vote out. Um, the second thing is that I think that we need to um, certainly target is um, the, the tax treaties and the, tax, uh, the taxation um, situation that all of us expats um, face um, each year, um, which I certainly believe is 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 unfair and um, needs to be addressed. The next person to answer is Karen Frankenstein. 
We're going to need a lot of things, but first and foremost, we need a global plan. A global plan isn't somebody standing there telling all the CCs what to do. It should be a roadmap where the CCs can say, this is where we are. That's where we need to go. This is our deadline. And it's going to help them get there. We don't want to have everybody always reinventing the wheel. That's really hard. So we want to have a roadmap where people can reach out and help each other. If you run out of water on your way to point B, maybe somebody's at point A who can give you a bottle. So that's a really terrible analogy. But essentially, we have a lot of volunteers. A lot of people are doing great work. We need to have a roadmap so that everybody is going in the same direction at the same time, and that's so that we're coordinated. We also are going to need a really good ranked choice voting system. We need to support the IT team uh, so that they're able to find a system that works for us and that it's implementable by all the CCs when needed. That's a really, really hard project. So we're going to need to support the IT team as much as possible. And let's see, last but not least, we're going to need to have a team to put all this stuff together. So when I say a team, what I mean is people talking to each other, listening to each other, people who have different viewpoints. Um, it's super important for us to listen to each other and to put into practice the theory of the big tent. What am I going to concentrate on? Making things easier for people. There are so many things that can be done to make things easier. But in order to make this happen, we also have to have an environment where we can talk to each other, where we can listen to each other. These are things I want to have happen. These are things that I want to make happen. And here's the response from Renee Clark. We need to focus on outreach abroad. I think through using social media and events, information can spread in a creative and engaging way, which can encourage expats to continue to stay involved and informed with American politics. Question four. What have your predecessors done that you think it's important to sustain? And what would you do differently in the role compared to your predecessors? Karen? My predecessors have done a beautiful job with all of the detail work of keeping track of who is who. Um, when leaders come and go, it's really hard for anybody else in DA to know unless the secretary keeps track. And the secretaries have been doing a lovely job. So I'm really thrilled about that. And uh, I will say the reporting on that has been done by the global teams has also been done in a way that makes it really easy for the global teams to report. So I think that that is great. What would I change? I think um, that one of the things that I would change would just be not so much a thing, but part of the role that needs to come more forward. So the secretary is the person who gets notes from countries and who finds out who is who. But it's also important that the secretary talk with the CCs so that they are clear on the decisions and the policies of the XCOM. And I think that the secretary can also be a conduit for countries and global teams who have questions because, you know, 
it's not always easy to jump onto an XCOM call and raise your hand and say, I have a question. So I think that's one thing that the secretary could definitely be doing and should be doing in order to make things easier for the CCs. I don't mean that the CCs have to have regular calls with the secretary. What I mean is the secretary should be that conduit, should be available for people. And I think that this needs to come more to the fore, especially as we go into the presidential election. And Renee, your answer? The accessibility at which information about how expats can vote is truly something that should be maintained. When I was trying to vote for the very first time abroad, Democrats abroad really provided top tier help and reminders that not only held me accountable to do my duty as a U.S. citizen, but made the otherwise complicated process easier to approach. I think that it could be even more helpful to to utilize social media to promote this amazing resource for expats that are unaware. And the fifth question, Democrats Abroad is an increasingly large organization. If elected, how will you develop and provide the needed support and guidance throughout the organization? Renee Clark is the first answer this time. If I am elected as secretary... I'm looking forward to supporting the several actors appointed in office by developing relationships so that I can understand the needs of the committee and aid in the establishment of strategies which will strengthen the organization. As a secretary, the focus should be on the behind the scenes support to the international chair. So for me, it's all about picking up any work that needs an Um, needs that extra hands-on attention and heavy lifting. Susan McKenzie. In terms of uh, the organization and how will I um, uh, develop and provide the needed support and guidance through the organization, um, for me, uh, I think it's around availability. Um, I am currently, or I am retired, and um, have uh, quite a bit of time to devote to uh, this organization and the needs the needs of the organization. Um, I want to be a um, a uh, holder of an office um, that is available to all members of DA. Um, for chats and um, discussions and, you know, hearing what what is of concern of, of individuals in the various countries that, that, that you live. And the response from Karen Frankenstein. We're at nearly 200,000 members. We're not quite there. We did lose a few people in the midterms and this year because it's not an election year. But we're going to hit that number and we're going to go over it in 2024. In order for us to maintain a really good working relationship with each other and to allow our organization to grow and still stand up under the weight of its own members, we're going to need a whole team, not just one person. I do support work every single day at the help desk. It's great. I love it. I've also done work at the bigger organizational level for GDPR. I was the person who came to the table and said, this is what we need for IT. Other people on the team said, well, you know, we might need this, we might need that. I said, no, 
I'm not making it up. This is what we have to have. And complying with GDPR is a heck of a lot better than having to pay 20,000 euros, which is the minimum fine for GDPR violations for organizations working in Europe. So I have some experience, but I didn't do the GDPR thing all by myself. In fact, I had a lot of help. I had a team of people behind me saying, don't forget this. Don't forget that. I had a security specialist. I had a legal specialist. I had somebody who was a specialist for 30 years for the State Department for international trade. I had a lot of people working to help me bring the requirements that we needed to fulfill to the table. In addition to that, we had great people on the team, people who could think out of the box. We need to have a team to grow. And I'm confident that we're going to get one. The next question is office specific. Other than being present at meetings and taking minutes, the secretary of an organization tends to be invisible. Is that a feature or a bug? Do you see ways to engage directly with members or the organization at large? Renee Clark gives us the first response. The invisibility of secretary is definitely a feature for me. Every member of a committee is important and necessary. So even as an actor that will aid behind the scenes, I plan on using my strengths to support those things that can only be taken care of behind closed doors. I believe that engaging with my fellow members is not only possible, but necessary. This is a team participation in events and projects where help is needed in nurturing relationships which are necessary to offer the support to this organization is an aspect of this role that I plan on engaging with enthusiastically. And here's the response from Susan McKenzie. In terms of of why I'm seeking the secretarial position, my uh, my career, my working life was spent in uh, in the banking industry, where I um, uh, held roles in risk audit and and internal governance type roles, and I think it's of paramount importance that um, we ensure that we have um, uh, not only an adequate um, capturing of of the events of, of a meeting, but um, that they, re- they reflect the tone of, of the discussion and that they are a living and breathing uh, uh, document. And lastly, we'll hear from Karen Frankenstein. Secretaries tend to be invisible. I don't know. If they're invisible, I can't say if it's a feature or a bug. I think it depends on your viewpoint. And if you're working for somebody who wants you to be invisible, a really good secretary has their finger on the pulse of the organization, knows who is who, is able to connect people with each other, and is able to assist in virtually any situation. That is a really good secretary, and not only for DA, but also in real life. So is it a feature or a bug? I can't say. What I can say is that our organization needs people who know how to do things, people who are open to making connections, people who want to help each other, 
and not just make announcements. I don't see the secretary role as such. I see it as somebody who's helping, somebody who's reachable, somebody who can help make things happen in the scope of a global plan. So if I'm invisible and I'm also able to do all those things, hey, that's great. If I'm not invisible, that's okay too. I think the most important thing is that we do all move forward and that we win. That's the whole point of this. And the final question, Democrats abroad continues to grow every year, and we recently started appointing leaders to help expand the number of country committees around the world. How will you work with the executive committee, executive director, and leadership to prepare Democrats abroad for this new reality? First answer from Susan McKenzie. And finally, in terms of, of what I will do to help um, grow the membership of, of DA across across Australia. I think that's just um, continuing to work with the very the local and the regional chapters on what events we can put on, um, how we can make things a bit more user friendly for um, uh, the various time zones, um, which I know is a, is a bit of a challenge. Um, and I do hope that you um, uh, take the opportunity to uh, vote for me and, and let me serve you as the secretary for on the executive committee. Thank you so much. Next, we'll hear from Karen Frankenstein. This is a bit tricky because, in fact, while we are indeed growing in leaps and bounds, we don't usually grow in non-presidential election years. In fact, as I've mentioned before, we usually see a little fall off in membership numbers. And this is true of this year and last year. When we look at our leadership structure, we need to be sure that we're creating a structure that's flexible and that can adapt and adjust to the natural ebb and flow of membership coming and going. So, It's kind of hard to be a new leader in our organization because you're leading a bunch of other leaders. Many of our volunteers are already leaders either here or at work or maybe at home. And none of us are getting paid. I think that's really key. We're all just trying to get out the vote and keep Democrats in office. So it's a hard thing for people like the DPO and the paid accountants or the executive director because... They are the only paid roles. This is new and also because they are working for us. We aren't working for them. And because they're working for an all-volunteer organization, they might not necessarily have a super clear path or a super clear idea of what they should be doing. So it is up to the international XCOM to make this clear, to have a clearly defined role, a clearly defined path and set of tasks for these new roles so that they are clear on what they need to be doing. Our volunteers at all levels are the only way that we can keep DA up and running. So in terms of the new roles, I don't think that DA has to prepare for a new reality. It's just a slight change in our culture. And we all can pitch in to assure that these roles are properly prepped so that they fit into our culture and not the other way around. And the final one is Renee Clark. I plan on supporting them in whatever ways are needed. 
whether I need to offer information, plan events, support project development. I plan on using my skills to skill set to be the kind of secretarial aid that this committee needs. I look forward to being diligent on my own routine duties by keeping a conscientious eye on my appointed work, along with any extra support that may be needed of me. Thank you very much to all the candidates running for International Secretary. And to our listeners, please listen to the episodes featuring the candidates for Council and for Treasurer. Chair and Vice Chair candidates are featured in two video panels. All of these recordings are linked to from the NEC page of the Democrats Abroad website. I'm David Schellenberg, along with Rachel Oyster in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe.